Hello and welcome to the Emotional World Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the human condition. Um, and welcome back to our special um, episodes that we're looking into the imposter phenomenon. And in particular, in terms of looking at it from a manager's point of view, in terms of getting the maximum out of the people that may be struggling with imposter feelings or with imposter phenomenon. And in the second part um, here, or in the second episode with, with our guest, Hannah, we're going to dive into how to manage and get the best out of people with imposter thoughts in a one-to-one um, uh, employee-manager relationship. So if you haven't listened to the first episode yet, I would definitely suggest that you go back and listen to that first, because what that does is it sets a lot of the groundwork for where we're about to go next. Um, so if you haven't had the chance to do that yet, pause this episode, go back, listen to episode one. Uh, we'll put a link to it in the show notes so it's nice and easy for you to find, um, and then come back and listen to this episode. Okay. So let's get our guest back on the air. Hannah, welcome back. Hello. Thank you so much for your time again for uh, for recording this, the second of our three episodes um, that we're looking to do. Um, and as I said, I guess in the intro, in particular for this one, then we're looking at that that one-to-one employee-manager relationship, aren't we, mm-hmm. in, in this one? Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's the, 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 the level of, um, my imposter um, phenomenon, or, or the, the the level of my 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 thoughts and feelings, um, depended hugely on the type of manager I had in 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 every part of my career. Mm-hmm. Um, and a manager can make such a big impact, positive or negative. Um, uh, that and and that's the reason why um, I wanted to, to to do this piece because um, it's really underestimated. It's, there's a self-management, of course, is important. Um, it's crucial, um, but the support of the env- environment can can really be crucial on whether or not you're you're actually able to get a grip on on your inner critic. And since um, we're not talking specifically about um, imposter phenomenon at work, whereas, which is where it mostly um, surfaces. Um, the, the manager is just a, is, is a crucial, a crucial figure um, to um, to help you with that. Um, and, um, and and that's why I think it's just such a pity that it's not given more attention. Uh, for example, in management trainings or, um, uh, uh, or or online, for example. Um, and that's why I, I'm I'm really really happy and thankful that you're giving me this uh, this platform, Phil. Oh, uh, you are very welcome. Um, I think it's such a, an, an interesting and important area, and and both our previous ep- well, I say both the previous episodes has, have been very popular um, when we've looked at imposter phenomenon, and I'm confident that this will um, this will rank up there with uh, with some of our most popular episodes. So, um, so no, it's really good, and and you're absolutely right about that that the importance of, of both the manager and the organisation, and, and if you're interested in some of those systemic um elements then that's something that hannah and i discussed back in that first episode so um if you if you decided to ignore my advice um i, I will secondly and for the final time say go back to episode one first it's really mm. good um okay so we talked about how important the the manager is um and and their style for, for their style or their approach for people with um with imposter feelings and again in the first episode you gave some wonderful examples i say wonderful examples some some powerful examples of um, uh, of your experiences with imposter phenomenon, um, and so 
and then if we think about the the manager specifically, what has maybe been a, a constructive experience for you in terms of a management style, and, and what helps get the best out of you when you were experiencing those input those imposter feelings? Um, yeah, so I've I've had very um, I've had experiences on 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 every side of the spectrum. Um, um, and I'm talking now about approach and style and not about, you know, content or knowledge, because those mm-hmm. two aspects don't don't always align. Absolutely. But in terms of my yeah, in terms of my 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 imposter, the, my inner critic um, was silenced most um, when I had a manager that um, uh, showed me that they weren't a superhero themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and maybe it's useful to first go to what, what, what didn't work for me. Um, okay. the, the type of manager that I, um, struggled with the most is, is what I'd call power managers. It's the type of manager that shows literal no vulnerability. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, you have to lay it all out at each one-on-one that you have. I mean, a manager is, is not a therapist and it's still a business relationship. Um, but some level of vulnerability um, will create trust and will allow the person in front of you to relax um, and, and, and show that it's okay to bring certain subjects to the table. Um, and what I also have to say is that what worked for me didn't necessarily work for my peers and the other mm-hmm. way around. And so one of, for example, um, my, one of my last managers, uh, a very intelligent, very high-performing woman, um, and I, I, I think she considered, considered herself a, a very good people manager. And she definitely had all the best intentions. And I'm, I'm certain she actually was a very good people manager for many of my peers. In fact, I know it. They told me. Um, and so in one-on-one, she would give out lots of advice, tell lots of stories and examples of how she meant how she um, managed certain situation or dealt with certain things, but never so much with the aim to, um, you know, really get to know the person in front of her. And, mm-hmm. and she really struggled, I think, to relate to profiles that were substantially different from her own. Um, and she showed very little vulnerability herself. And so whereas I admired her, um, it never for a second crossed my mind to share with her any of my uh, concerns or insecurities because, because I didn't trust her. I didn't mm-hmm. trust that I wouldn't be judged. Um, and so I kept it all in, um, and, and, and all I could see was, you know, this, I looked up to her, but all I could see was what I would never be able to achieve. And so unintentionally she had created the perfect environment for my imposter to, to blossom, um, Mm. and to thrive. Um, so, so I'm not saying she was a bad manager, but for me, and I think what great managers do is they adapt their style and approach to the person in front of them. And that mm-hmm. requires a lot of empathy and a lot of true listening and true understanding. Um, and and, and that's, that, that's definitely not easy. And I think there are not a lot of people that, that, that manage to do it. Um, but so, yeah, what worked best for me was managers that show me that they weren't superheroes. Um, and, and that is just so freeing because it's very relaxing. Um, Mm. and, and when I was able to relax, I was thriving and I was performing at my peak. Um, uh, so, so so yeah, that, that was some, that, that, that made a huge impact on me. 
Okay, so so there's there's one kind of there's one style or approach then which might be the superhero or the power manager that that with the best of intentions says you know I've got all of this knowledge all of this 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 mm-hmm. understanding I've I've had I've made these achievements so uh, I, I want to share the experiences that I've had um, they created the the conditions that actually allowed your imposter, the, the imposter for you to, to flourish. And you recognize, mm-hmm. I think, that, that some others may have excelled on that, actually, because that, that worked really well for Absolutely. them. Absolutely. But, but for you, the, it, yeah. um, uh, whereas in yeah. contrast, then that, oh, sorry, go on. Yeah, so it's, it's indeed, so I'm, 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 I'm definitely not, not judging um, this, the, the particular style or another style. But what I'm saying is it didn't work for me um, mm. uh, because, because that, that type of manager didn't adapt to whoever was sitting in front of them. Um, yeah. and, and, but that, that's really tricky. Um, but so showing some vulnerability yourself to a certain level is needed to create a level of trust, um, which will then be the foundation of your relationship moving forward. And, uh-huh the start of you working together on 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 how to how to cope with 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 these impulsive impulsive feelings mm-hmm. and is there something else or something more in terms of that that style or that approach that a manager may have that that may either minimize those imposter feelings or or might cultivate and intensify those imposter feelings would there be any other distinctions you would give between, yeah, kind of styles or approaches that that might do one or the other? Um, um well, there's definitely. Um, I, I think it, 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 it. I couldn't say that style or that style. I think it's very personal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what would be intimidating for me, or you know make my imposter feelings uh, go out of control might be very different to 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 what what this means for some for somebody else and um so so i wouldn't like to pinpoint it on on one particular style or one particular characteristic Mm -hmm. um i think what's important for a manager is to at the start of each you know employee manager relationship is to sit down and listen and try to understand how does fo- fo- how does this person function and how what does he or she um expect me to do in terms of helping them and and how can can i get the best out of them um and that's often i think a first step um that that is forgotten or skipped mm-hmm. um and um and and so this adaptation towards different styles um, is 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 not happening, and and they have one particular style um, that they, you know, use with all of their um, employees. Whereas, you know, if if you're faced with a person with potential imposter thoughts versus some a very confident individual, the approach and the tools that you will need to u- use to motivate them and to get the best out of them will be very different um, from from one to another to to, to have an impact. Mm. Um, so it's this flexibility, which is, which is really, really important, I think. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the things that, um, that, that I advocate for, um, quite regularly with, with clients that I might be working with, whether that be leaders or, or organizations or individuals is, 
is about validating my intentionality. So as an example, um, uh, my intention here is to provide examples and encouragement that uh, that you can achieve these goals, however they may be. Mm-hmm. Um, provide examples and encouragement. How has that come across to you? And uh, and and I think right. within that, there's an element of um, I've made I've probably making a few assumptions in there. One is that I've created a psychologically safe environment enough that that person will say, "No, I actually feel that came that didn't come across in that way. That came across really differently." Um, and also that I'm willing enough to show the vulnerability to um, you know, to, to to be open to to hearing. No, it didn't come across in that way. Actually, it came across quite differently. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and and for me, that's the reason I advocate for it is because it's part of that learning process. Because if what someone has said to me is, um, so a member of my team, um, who I still you know, a colleague who still works with me now, said. I, I only want you to tell me when I've done something wrong. I don't want you to tell me when I've done something right, because if, if you tell me I've done something right, I'm not going to listen to it anyway, so you might as well just not bother. Um, uh, I just want you to tell me when I've done something wrong or something I can do better, because that way I can learn, I can improve, and I can I can perform more effectively. Um, and I said, I hear you, and I'm not willing to do that, because mm. it feels disingenuous for me to not ever tell you when you've done something right. Now, I can't control mm-hmm. whether you listen to that and whether you hear that and whether you, you take it on board or not. And I can promise what I won't do is tell you the same thing 10 times you know, in an attempt for, for, for me to validate my own feelings that you've heard me. Um, and what I'm willing to do is to say, yes, these are the things that you could do better. And these are the things that, um, that you've done well. How you take mm-hmm. that, you know, because my, my intention is to, to provide recognition where you could be better and provide recognition where you do well um mm-hmm. yeah that and that's that's the bit that that I, I want you that you know I want you to hold on to my intention behind it what are you do with what I say well I can't control that you yeah, that's that's up to mm-hmm. that's up to you yeah yeah absolutely mm-hmm. okay um so what might be some of those important or impactful tips or tools for 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 our listeners or for the managers that listen to this podcast to take on board when they're dealing with someone who might be an imposter or, or having those imposter feelings? Um, yeah, so, so there's, there's a number of um, methods or, or tools um, that I that I discuss in, 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 in what I've written. Um, I won't go through them all, but I, I would like to highlight um, a few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and the first one is, 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 a, is a very basic one, but, I would say you can you can pick and choose and you can you know use a couple of them and you can disregard uh, others but I think this first one is probably the one you can't skip okay. um because it sets the foundation of 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 all the work that you're going to do afterwards and it's it's simply um to um bring it to the surface um as long as these imposter thoughts stay hidden, um, they will grow, they will fester, and they will become more and more overwhelming. And once they are brought into the daylight and, and they are recognized and they're given a name, um, this is immensely freeing. I, I remember the first time I heard about the imposter phenomenon, mm-hmm. um, which was about seven or eight years 
after I'd started working. Um, and I'd opened up to a friend, um, which who was also a colleague about, you know, the insecurities I felt and how I felt I didn't belong there. And, um, I was just faking it basically. Mm -hmm. And he told me to Google this phenomenon called imposter syndrome, which I did. And I wouldn't say it, say it changed my life, but it was definitely eye-opening mm. um, and I just couldn't believe it was actually a thing and that I was not alone and that there was even a name for it um, and that just gave me so much relief and it encouraged me to to really immerse myself into into the subject mm -hmm. and to start digging and to start you know just to start working on it um, and um, and so recognizing these thoughts um, but also normalizing them, like there's many others like you, you're not alone, mm. um, is just is just very, very important. And, and as long as it hasn't been brought to the daylight, it hasn't been named or recognized between the two of you, um, it's going to be very, very welcome, very difficult to then to then continue working on it. And I, and I realize that for a lot of people, it might be, you know, tricky to how do I, do I, do I kick off this conversation? And they might feel like they're on wobbly ground a little bit. Um, but you could just ask some friendly questions like, hey, I have the feeling you often doubt yourself. Could I be right? Or, you know, I think you're a real asset to the team, but I sometimes also feel like you underestimate your own value. Could I be right? Mm. Um, so these kind of soft, easy questions um, uh, to nudge them into, into you know, sharing and, 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 and opening up about, about, about their, um, their thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's really a starting point for any work you do on the subject. Okay. Um, so the recognizing yeah. it, normalizing it, talking about it, making it, mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah, making it clear that this that it exists for, for others as well is yes. one. Okay. So exactly. So now, now we're there and we know, and this is it. And, and then we can start the, the real work, let's say. Um, and, and, and the second one I'd like to highlight is, is, um, is about, it is all about in the spirit. How'd you say it? If you give a man a fish, um, how'd you say it? If, if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. If you teach him to fish, he'll eat for life. Thank you. Exactly. That, that's what I was looking for. Um, so it's about encouraging self-management because, of course, it's great if you're the type of manager that, that wants to put an effort into them. But then, you know, a couple of years from now, they will have a different manager who might not be um, engaged in that way and, and, and who, who might even, you know, uh, do the opposite and, 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 and create an environment that that's worse for your imposter thoughts. Um, so they, sh the, the end goal should be that they no longer need their manager to make these tailored efforts, mm -hmm. um, and that they're able to deal with it themselves. So, 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 so encouraging self-management is going to be, um, really crucial, encourage them to reach out to people, read about it, get invested and, and, and make it a priority of their personal development. Why, why not include it, for example, in, in a personal development plan? I don't know, could, could, could be an idea. Mm -hmm. So, of course, um, Hannah, people could always listen to episodes of, of, of this podcast. They would be some, uh, some ways you could encourage that self-management. Um, what other tips would you give someone to work on, um, on their self-management? Yeah, so in terms of self-management, if, if, if you go online, there's, you'll be overloaded with tips and techniques and there's, there's plenty of them. 
Um, some are useful, um, some are less useful, I'd say. Um, but if I'd have to pick the ones that are um, most useful to me, I'd say probably the first one is, um, again, like a foundational one, is you need to learn how to create a distance between you and your imposter thoughts. And you need to learn how to recognize them um, as thoughts and not as facts, because only then can you start working um, on it. And so it's a very basic one, that one, but it does require a lot of practice um, because often they are reflexes and they happen so fast and they are so intuitive um, that they they. They, they can be very, very um, invasive and, and, and it's difficult to recreate that distance. So that's, that's really a first step. Recognize them when they pop up, recognize them, set them aside. These are thoughts. These are not facts. That will not change your feelings, mm -hmm. but it's the first step um, to then go working on, your, on, on, on how they make you feel. Um, and the second one, one that I find really most um, useful is gather evidence, um, stretch yourself, gather evidence, break out of uh, the vicious circle because you can't wait until you feel confident enough to go and do things out of your comfort zone. Um, you have to break the vicious circle and you have to step out of your comfort zone even if you don't feel up to it, because that's the only way you're going to prove to yourself that you actually can do it. Um, and a technique that I often use for, you know, getting myself ready to make the jump mm -hmm. is um, I, I ask myself, what are my thoughts actually trying to protect me from? Um, what is the worst case scenario? What's the worst that can happen? And it sounds very counterintuitive, but I really go and dig out the scenario and make it really, really concrete. Um and then once I've established this idea of the worst case scenario, I say, okay, what if that would happen? What would I do? And what would be a potential outcome of it? And how could I turn it into a positive? And then all of a sudden, this worst case scenario that my imposter thoughts are warning me from isn't that scary anymore. I mean, even, you know, for me to, to go on this podcast with you, mm -hmm. I can tell you as, a, as an imposter that I still am, it's terrifying. Mm -hmm. um, what if what are people going to say what what if people just think it's completely ridiculous or or not true or it, what if nobody's interested mm -hmm. um so I, before going on this particular podcast i had to go through this worst case scenario myself say okay what if what if nobody listens to it what's the worst outcome what what if they think it's ridiculous you know next day they'll probably have forgotten, forgotten about it so it's allowing yourself to fail or to simply not get it 100% right can be so liberating mm -hmm. um and help you make the jump to go gather this evidence this evidence of 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 your 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 capabilities um and 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 that's for me i think the most powerful one to eventually get over these thoughts or get a grip on them at least. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so we've got yeah. creating the distance then, creating that distance between um, uh, between yourself and the imposter thoughts, which in the frame you used, which was they are thoughts, not facts. 
Um, hmm. And then we've got gathering the evidence, which is uh, which then helps us break that cycle. We step out of our comfort zone. We gather the evidence of how of how we've done that and how that's um, how we've been successful. And then that uh, and that that goes into our our capability evidence uh, bank. Um, and then we've also that fo- yeah. follow the ca- follow the catastrophe all the way out. So. Um, what are my thoughts trying to protect me from? What is the worst possible outcome that I could have here? Follow that all the way out, make it concrete, and then um, identify steps or actions that we can take to yeah. to mitigate that And allow that yourself to fail. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go on. Yeah, and and allow yourself to fail. Um, try it. What if? What if? Um, there's always still a positive outcome, but I have to say that's that's maybe a personal technique. I don't know if it's helpful for other people, but it helps you step out of your comfort zone. It helps me to step out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. um, and 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 take a jump um, every now and then, like I'm doing now. Doing nice, yeah. Um, yeah, and and that's that's also linking uh, linking well to 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 another thing that a manager can do is 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 um, in how they present challenges to their employees and how they can help employees go further than what they think they are capable of. Um, and it's all about stimulating a growth mindset as opposed to a fail or succeed mindset. Um, and I think this intervention is probably the intervention that will have the strongest effect short term mm-hmm. on, on the performance of an employee because you're going to help them do things that they would never normally do without your um, nudge or, or, or help. So um, it's, it's about presenting a challenge probably with the focus on trying rather than succeeding. Um, uh, okay. and, and just as an example, yeah. um, uh, let's say you, you, you want it. So instead of, for example, saying, um, Hey, I would like to, I would like for you to write a recommendation on, you know, how to improve our customer satisfaction rates. And then you will present them to the entire leadership team uh, on that day. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be f- that might be a lot for a person with imposter uh, um, uh, feelings and it might easily uh, trigger a a fight or flight reaction and a complete paralysis. The other way you could say it or how you could rephrase it is, for example, you know, here's a challenge for you. I know it might sound daunting, you know, at first, but I'd I'd love for you to give it a go. Have a think about it. Gather some initial thoughts, and you know we'll we'll have a look at them together next week, and and, and see what we have. So in, in, instead of this giant wall that they need to climb over, you're basically presenting them with a say a, a gentle slope that will lead them to the same result, but it won't trigger this um, this panic reaction that that the other way might might trigger um, it reduces the fear of failure and it, it switches on and more an eagerness to try and learn and again it's about this psychological safety they're able to relax it's okay to fail but it's not okay to not give it a go mm. um, and it will 100% lead to the same result um, but it's just a way of phrasing presenting challenges and helping them to step out of their comfort zone so without inflicting a, a panic reaction mm-hmm. and so it, um, just sticking with that example example briefly if i may so yeah. if i'm the manager there then 
and, and let's say my goal is at some point for for the member of my team to um, share their thoughts with the with the wider team. Um, is it a sequential build up to that then? So the the first step is I'd love to know your thoughts on this. All those things together, um, mm-hmm. and then there might be a second yeah. or a third step. So if I was the manager, I'm, exactly. If I was the manager, I'm, I might need to start that process a bit earlier. So if I if mm-hmm. if I know I want them to yeah. do that at some point, and and that point in time is is two weeks away, or maybe that might be too soon. But if that point in time was six weeks away, I could start the process now to to do the steps mm-hmm. up to the six week away one. Would that make sense? Absolutely, yeah. Mm. So I think again, it's about it's about adapting your method probably a bit to to the person who's in front of you. And indeed, if you know that this might trigger a panic reaction um, or it might, you know, cause a shutdown of some sort, um, if it's a a really big challenge, um, it might be indeed about taking a bit more time and and, and more gently rolling into it. Um, but But even if it's about you know, a promotion or um, taking on extra responsibilities. Um, it's about making these opportunities to learn rather than potential um, potential trapped mm. to be to be to be to be um, to be unmasked or to be discovered. Um, and 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 there is really a really huge. It's just in phrasing, really, and, and and a different approach in 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 um, in in how how you offer them to to the employee in front of you, um, which which can make a huge a huge difference. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, so to recap, where we've um, been so far, then we've had um, the tips and tools would be recognize it to recognize that the post phenomenon exists, name name it, normalize it, talk about it. Second was that encouraged self-management, and then the third has been presenting challenges with a focus on um, on trying and on and on small steps rather than uh, succeeding or doing everything all at once. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, where, if I'm if I'm a manager, then where, what else might I want to think about in terms of a tip or a tool? Another important aspect of of, of managing. Um, employees in general uh, but definitely in, in when managing um uh, someone with with impulsive feelings is um is about feedback um whether it's uh, positive or negative feedback um uh, it's really important to be mindful of of the imposter reflexes when giving and let's start with you know constructive feedback or maybe something that they need to work on uh, improvement areas um you have to be mindful, and, and, and that's where I will, will refer to the to the first episode. Be mindful of the sponge. Mm-hmm. Um, Master employees are hypersensitive um, to any form of criticism or feedback, and they will magnify any possible indication of negative feedback. Um, obviously, when you give feedback, um, whether it's in a, in a formal or an informal situation, what you want is for the person to take on board the feedback um, and work on it while still feeling positive overall um, and for them not to be devastated by it or be paralyzed by it. So if you deliver the feedback the wrong way or if you're you know, too hard or too direct, and I, I've been as a manager in the situation where I had to deliver feedback really harshly, a lot harder than I wanted to mm-hmm. because, it, because the person in front of me 
had a very thick skin, you know. It's some people just are the opposite. Um, but with with masked employees, you have to keep in mind that the smallest hint, um, or, or if if you deliver it in a, in a way that's too hard or too direct, it might shut down the person completely, um, uh, and 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 they will turn it into evidence that they're not right for the role, and um, and 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 it, it will not have the desired effect. Um, of course, it doesn't mean you have to stop giving feedback. Everybody needs feedback. It's it's really crucial for you to stop to start to continue growing. But the way how to do this is is very important, um, and and will be possibly slightly different if you have a, 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 a an imposter in front of you versus a very confident uh, person mm. um and 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 uh, one way to do it uh, which would be my preferred technique is to take advantage of their high self-awareness um, and and of their tendency to be very self-critical and and so you could nudge them into coming up with the area of improvement themselves um uh, and and that way it makes it very safe to to, to discuss the improvement area because they brought it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could say, uh, for example, you know how, how how do you think that meeting went, or you know, how how do you feel about your um, customer relations? And and they will being very self critical. There's a high chance that they will come up with 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 the improvement area themselves, and 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 that makes it then very easy for you to um to um. Uh, to add to that um there's another uh, i think in in quite a lot of um uh, companies when they do their uh, annual um assessment or or evaluation Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes they ask uh employees themselves to to rate themselves on on a couple of areas um and chances are that that the employee then the the, the, the must employee will rate themselves lower um, than 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 what you would give them, and so that makes it you could say, oh, I see, I see you rate you, you're quite harsh on yourself, and yes, it I do agree, it's 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 an area of improvement for you, but I wouldn't be quite this this harsh. Mm-hmm. But here's what we could do, and so it becomes a very very safe area for you to to give feedback on. Um, is, 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 is one way of doing it. And if that doesn't work, you can always just try to make the negative feedback or the constructive feedback small enough and bury it in, in positives. And you can, you can probably count on, on, on the, on the mass employee to blow it up to the right proportion. Um, uh, so that, so that it's not, uh, so that it's not taking uh, that, you know, uh, paralyzing mm. um and 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 that it's still it's still overall a positive feeling okay and so that that so you referenced the, pre- the previous episode where we talked about the sponge then so the the reflex for that constructive feedback mm-hmm. in terms of this is something you could improve on or do better um either yeah. helping the the mass employee pull that out um for themselves you know what, what do you think how do you think that went what could you have done differently better those kinds of things um yeah uh what about for those that might have the shield reflex then how how do we frame the feedback into if if we need to be mindful of those reflexes when it's positive yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so yeah good question so when the sponge you need to be mindful of but the shield you need to be just as mindful of as well um uh, if you want to you know give recognition or um uh or, or, or um, you know, link link a certain success to to a person. Um, so remember, if 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 um, 
if 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 praise or recognition can easily be deflected by 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 a, by a must uh, employee however it can be absolutely um, uh, game changing when it's delivered in the right way and what it and, and it, delivering in, in in the right way by that i mean when it is actually absorbed mm-hmm. by the person and not deflected it can be a huge boost of confidence um um the way the what is important when you deliver positive feedback or, or, or praise to a to 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 an employee is to attribute the success as accurately as possible um, to the actions of, of the employee. Mm-hmm. So make sure there is a link, a direct link that cannot be waved off. They cannot say oh, that wasn't me, or it was just luck, or, um, or you know, good timing, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So making sure that it's very concretely linked to certain actions um, that uh, of the employee is going to ensure that the, that the, that the positive feedback is absorbed and, 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 and not deflected. And in, in, in that perspective, it can sometimes be better to choose smaller results, um, but that are a clear result of the employee's contribution rather than, than, you know, vague um, or big results that can be linked to many other factors or many other people in the, in the organization. Um, so for example, you know, if you come up, if you're in a meeting and, and you can say a simple praise, like, Oh, that was a very good point you made there. You know, I hadn't thought of that myself. That can be so impactful. So, so much more rewarding than, you know, a, a tap on the back or a well done for a successful business year, which, you know, can be due to so many other things. Um, or, you know, if, 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 if the, the employee makes, makes a remark and, and you say, oh, well, you know, this is exactly why I need you on my team. Mm. Um, it's a very clear link with, with something they've said and it will, um, it will, it will ensure that it's absorbed and that it's, it's, it's taken on board or, you know, or direct feedback from a client on, on their work. Um, because, you know, the worst case scenario is if a manager is, is clearly unaware of, 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 of what you're doing, uh, but throws around compliments because that's what they've written, uh, in some book, um, because it might actually worsen the imposter feelings because all of a sudden people are giving you credit for something that, you know, you, you didn't even do. Mm. So, um, so, so be very mindful of, of, being very specific in, 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 in the personal feedback. I, I, I remember once, um, I was working in, um, in, in, in Geneva, it was a huge building, um, with, um, with, with lots of people. And so lo- lots of people you knew vaguely, but not, 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 not very mm-hmm. well. And I was walking down the staircase and, and I crossed, I think it was manager of my manager. So quite high up. And he said, Hey, well done on this launch or something i can't remember i mean he clearly had no idea who i was he'd seen me vaguely in one or two meetings and and it just made me feel worse uh, even if he probably thought he'd given out a compliment and check that's what i had to do um but i was like oh gosh now he thinks i've done this and i haven't done this and um he clearly doesn't know you know what what I'm doing and it just made it worse. So, um, that, that's probably worst case scenario. Um, so yeah, mm. that, making sure it's always very well linked to, to a specific action is, is that that's when it becomes a boost of confidence and, 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 a, and a positive, a positive outcome. Okay. All right. So we've got those two different um, approaches then, I guess. Yeah. Then. So one for the sponge, which is about the, um, 
so yeah being mindful of those reflexes and, and so trying to elicit the 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 thing that could be improved maybe from somebody with that sponge mm -hmm. reflex with the shield it's about attributing the success as accurately as possible so it can't be deflected away or, or explained away in a, in a different way or, or exactly. through a different, um, mm -hmm. a different reason um, and if there was one more tip then one more tip or tool that you could uh, that you could give for our um, for our managers what would that be yeah maybe that maybe it, one last one is um uh we've talked in the in the um, in the last episode about how masked employees are excellent at at you know at hiding and staying under the radar and 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 they're really afraid of being discovered when they get exposure so one thing uh, as a manager um that that you can do is is make sure you get you take your masked employee out of the shadow um, and that could be during a team meeting. Um, uh, you, you could say, for example, um, hey, you, you said something interesting, uh, very interesting the other day during our one-to-one. -one. Would you like to share it with the group? Um, it's a safe environment. It would be in a team meeting. Um, you've talked about this subject with the employee before. Mm -hmm. You're validating that it's interesting. And so you're giving him or her a safe, you know, occasion to, 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 to get exposure. Um, and, and, and it's something they wouldn't have done on their own, but you, you need to get them out of the shadow because the, the, the one, the, the side of that, or one of the, the, the things about the imposter phenomenon is it's a, it's huge hamper to, to, to an employee's visibility mm -hmm. and you need visibility in order to, you know, um, get new roles, get promoted, get, get, get recognized by people outside of your, uh, ab ab above your manager and outside of your team. Um, so they, they, they will need to be nudged or pushed even a little bit sometimes to, to be taken out of, out of the, of the, of the shadow. I remember one, um, uh, at one point I, I'd done a, a project at a customer um, which which had been uh, successful, um, and my manager wanted me to present it uh, to the to, to the larger team um, uh, to, to to show the great result mm -hmm. and, and and explain how we'd done it. Um, and I just thought, my goodness, no! I just wanted to you know, disappear into the ground, and and I was thinking, how can I get out of here? And I I was working in 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 a, in a sales organization, and one of the principles in that organization is external always comes first so if you have an external meeting um that that always has priority over an, an internal meeting so i just booked an external <laughs> meeting and um asked my manager to do the presentation and if 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 he at that point had been you know aware of it um that would have been a good moment to say no um you need to do mm. this um and, and 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 take me out of the shadow okay um, some w wonderful tips um, in there, Hannah. Thank you so much for for sharing them. So we we've got a, a whole range of uh, of suggestions then for for managers in terms of what what they can do to help support those and how they might be able to adapt their approaches to um, to support those individuals, those those masked employees, um, as you described them earlier on, who might be experiencing those um, those imposter feelings. And, and am I right in thinking, Hannah, that also mm -hmm. What you'd really like is for those that might be listening to this podcast that do experience those imposter feelings or maybe they've had a manager that they've worked with who has really helped um, help them 
kind of uh, work with their, their their imposter feelings really constructively mm-hmm. uh, or might have ideas or suggestions for that we could add to the list of, of, of yeah, tips or managers or, or people yeah or managers people that have managed people uh, with imposter feelings and that and how they've gone about it and uh, any any kind of um yeah testimonial story tip or feedback that i would very much welcome um as i'm in the process of 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 you know finalizing the the audiobook um it would be really good to have some some additional outside input Wonderful. and then what we'll do uh, fair listener is in the show notes you'll find uh, some contact details for for hannah so how you can get in touch um, and how you can uh, share your your thoughts, your feelings, um, and things that you'd like to say. Um, and that wraps that Great. wraps up our second episode. Um, Hannah, thank you so much for, for what we've done so far in episodes one and two. Episode three is going to have a similar um, focus, and we'll have a third voice um, um, in on that podcast as well. So we talked about, I guess, all the examples we've discussed so far, Hannah, are, are for when those where the the individual and the manager might already be in place in an organisation. Whereas for the third episode, Mm -hmm. we're going to take a focus on how can we support people that might want to apply or join an organization. So if somebody's looking to to join a to join an organization or apply for a role, how might we be able to to maybe tweak that process a little to make it more comfortable for those that might have uh, might have imposter phenomenon? Yes, absolutely. Looking forward. Fantastic. All right. Well, um, thank you so much for your time again today, Hannah. We'll 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 put the the third episode in the in the series uh, once we've got that one recorded as well. And um, fair listener, uh, we'll leave you with um, with your your thoughts and your reflections and and some actions as to what you might be able to do for those uh, for those that work for those that work around or with you that may have those imposter feelings or imposter phenomenon as well. So thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to the Emotion at Work podcast. And if you got this far, you must be interested in the role that emotions have in the workplace, either within individuals, between people in teams or in organisations as a whole. So head over to the Emotion at Work hub, which you can find at community.emotionatwork.co.uk. Thanks for listening.